Hello and welcome to the GB Nutrition Podcast number 26. Um, you might want to like or share this one. Some of you will get to this point and probably realise it's about very low calorie diets and disagree with everything I'm about to say. Some of you may be intrigued to know that all's not what it may seem. Who knows what side of the fence you will fall on. Hopefully, my own bias won't come through too much. Um, and we'll put a balanced, a balanced side to it. So let's let's go into the negatives. Um, let's just say, for the sake of saying it, um, we're going to go severe energy deficit. The very low calorie diet is around 65 to 70% reduction in your total calories so big so real terms you're probably looking at maybe six maybe 800 calorie daily diet and a moderate kind of thing would maybe would take off 25 to 35 percent so that'll maybe keep you at who knows depends where you're currently at right and that's where some of the problem already comes in it does depend where you already are. But if we're going to talk numbers, if we have to, let's say going under a thousand calories a day. The problem that kind of creates is you are rather limited on the amount of food you can eat. It's a very limiting diet, let's be honest. By the time you've kind of got your five portions of fruit or veggie in, by the time you've got enough fiber through, and by the time you've hit a protein target, it's not going to leave, leave you many more calories, if any, for life. You know, the old hobnob here, the old dominoes there, etc, etc. But that's not, that's not good. I mean, that's not a great way to kind of live life. But on the other hand, some of you, and I know a few of you who listen, have done similar things. It can be really easy to stick to because it's not a case of, oh, well, I can kind of eat some of this, but not a lot of it. I have little self-control. It's pretty black and white. It's a bit like going on the keto diet. It's very black and white. It's very, I can't eat carbs. So I don't. That's easy to stick to. Intermittent fasting. I don't eat before 12 o'clock. I don't eat after 8 o'clock. I cut my eating window down. Easy to stick to. Only having up to 800, 1,000 calories a day, quite easy to stick to because there isn't a lot of food. There's not a lot of variety going to go through. So the diets we kind of mentioned there are kind of things that Maybe intermittent fasting aside, um, are two diets that maybe the very low calorie diet and the keto diet, and maybe two diets we wouldn't want to stick to for a long time because they're quite limited in what they give us. But if your goal is only for three to four months and you want to lose a, a good amount of body fat quite quickly, then maybe a very low calorie diet is for you. 
if you can do something like that, if that appeals to you, that's absolutely fine. I would always suggest when going on that kind of diet to get yourself a coach, nutrition coach, hello, how are you? Personal trainer, maybe not personal trainer. Personal trainer, you know, somebody who knows what they're talking about, someone who can put their own bias aside and help you through that period and also support you out of that period. Because no diet you want to be in forever. None. None of them. You pick your favorite diet, personal trainer, if you've got into this and I haven't offended you yet. Pick pick your favorite diet. Person who does current diet already, but they've tried six other diets. What was your favorite one? Ultimately, you don't want to do any of them forever. Because if you end up doing them forever, you're in a calorie deficit forever. If you're in a calorie deficit forever, you will die. There was a... There is some science behind this as well. There is some randomized control studies. One of which was the Tempo diet um, done out in Australia. And it's, uh, I want to say it are hundreds, 101, there you go. 101 postmenopausal women aged 45 to 65 years old with a BMI, body mass index, calculated from 30 to 40. So we're talking about 100 women who were obese. And how they didn't really have any structured activity in their life already. They weren't gym goers or anything like that. Uh, what happens over 12 months? So if they're on the if if they're on the moderate thing on the moderate plan, they were on a 25 to 35% energy restriction, food-based diet. Or they had four months of a severe restriction, so 65 to 75% energy restriction, uh, total meal replacement, uh, total meal replacement. And over the course of 12 months, they both, both groups lost weight. The people who went on the severe restriction for four months lost a bit more and didn't put it back on again. So... There was a little caveat to this. They were postmenopausal women and they did notice there over the 12 months on both or in the severe group, there was um, a little bit more fastening of the osteoporosis kind of symptoms. The bone mass density kind of reduced a little bit. Um, protein was kept around one gram per kilo of actual body weight per day. And activity, physical activity was encouraged, but not supervised. So it's hard to know how much activity each group done. There is a train of thought. There are people that say when you drop your calories too low, you'll end up doing less. So that deficit is somewhat negated by the fact you've done this. This study kind of proves that isn't quite the case in for these women. Because those who were on that fourth month severe restriction lost more weight over 12 months. So what could be at play here? What could be at play is that they've gone at it for, say, two months. Or even after the first month, and it's been tough going. But, you know, they've got support and behavioural change is key. I think we need to make that point throughout this. Behavioural change is the most important thing. 
um, on any diet. But what they've done is... I lost my train of thought there. They've lost, that's it. They've lost a lot of weight to start off with month one. And that's given them the motivation because that was their goal in the first place. Now they're 30 to 40 BMI. They've got a lot of weight to lose. So they've gone severe energy restriction and they've lost a lot of weight. That way they're just like, oh yeah, we're losing loads and loads of weight. We're doing really, really well. This is working for us. Then after month four, they've done really, really well. It's easy then to go back up to a moderate kind of energy restriction. It's probably going to feel quite liberating after being so strict for so long. But, you know, they've, they've achieved what, what could have happened in the moderate group is a few people might have just been like, oh, do you know what? This is taking ages. This is taking a bit too long. This is not what I want. We all like instant wins, right? We all want to be really, really quick with these things and we don't sometimes have the patience for stuff. That's not saying one way's right and one way's wrong, okay? It's just individual. For some people, for some people, tracking a calorie will lead to further problems in and around food. For some people, cutting out whole food groups could lead to further problems as they go on in their food journey. Going on a very low calorie diet for some people could lead to having some issues in and around food. But that's not everybody. It, it would be wonderful if we could all just eat some more vegetables we could all just go outside and do some running and we could all just adhere to that a little bit. When I say run, I mean just run around the park with the kids. Just get our half an hour of exercise in a day. If we could all stop going and buying ready-made lasagnas and sausage rolls from Greg's. Sorry, Greg's, but maybe we could just stop buying anything from you. No offence. Um, it, it, I mean, it would be amazing, right? Just, just imagine if we all just made our own pizzas. Just imagine if we all, you know, if we all had the time of life to go to the gym and just cook our dinner, uh, that was our only job. That is not a dig at you PT people, okay? But wouldn't it be great if we all had that time to do that? But we've opened a door now where maybe we don't have that luxury of this ideal scenario. Some people just have really busy lives and can't do those kind of things. So they have to find some method of weight loss. And different methods will suit different people. But we need to, as professionals, we need to take our bias out of it. So I'm not sure how many professionals are going to make it this far in because I feel like I've offended a few already. Um, but when you're going to find your professional and... If that's not me, then stop listening now. Just leave. No, I'm joking. Um, but find yourself a professional that's just going to take your consideration and not have their own bias in their way. The way they train, the way they eat is set for them. It doesn't mean it's set for you. So this doesn't mean very low calorie diets will, will work for you. It won't work for everybody. Just the same way as the keto diet won't work for everybody. And when I say work, 
Let me just clarify that quickly. I mean, it will work for you in the short term, but maybe not in the long term. We could cause more harm than, than what we're actually trying to achieve, right? So the fundamental of the diet will work, but it may lead us to bigger problems. So ultimately, did it work or not? Nah. If we lost a bit of weight, but ended up with a slight eating problem, then maybe it didn't work, eh? I see a lot of people talk about, and I do it, I say it, I've been there, I've said it, I will carry on saying it, a sustainable way to lose weight. But ultimately, maybe sustainability in your weight loss isn't the most important thing. Adherence is the most important thing. Can you adhere to that diet? Maybe this is maybe this is podcast number 27, adherence. You lucky people are going to get it right here, right now. But can you adhere to it? Can you honestly, hand on heart, never eat a carbohydrate again? Or for the length of that diet? Can you honestly say, I can stick to a thousand calories or less a day for the next two months and it's not going to affect me in a negative way? I'm okay with that. I can do that. And... I mean, I say a thousand, but say say you're one of say say you're in this thirty to forty kind of bracket. Like you don't even need to go down to a thousand. And you're probably. I mean, I I, I don't want to assume how many calories you are consuming a day, but let's for let's just for argument's sake say you're consuming four thousand already. I mean, where are we at? So the the severe was sixty five to seventy five percent. So if you're consuming 4,000 calories already, then that would probably put you on around 1,400 or 65% off. Let's double check I've actually just done that mouse right. Do a second. Just talk amongst yourselves or something. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. How do you feel? Yeah. Seems awfully low. But it's 1,400, right? I mean, at 1,500, 1,400, we can get we can get a good amount of food in there. You know, but that's going to be a massive change to your life. So, when we're saying don't go below 1,000 calories, what about the person at four thousand a day? Should we be saying don't go on, don't don't reduce your calories by over sixty five percent? Would that would that be a better kind of cue for people? Because who makes up this thousand calories? Who decides a thousand calories and less is too low? Is it because they can't get enough variety in their clients' diets? Have they even got clients? Who knows? But can they not get enough variety in a thousand? Or is it that it doesn't work for life long term? But if you're going under a thousand calories, it wouldn't be long term anyway. That's kind of the kicker. If you're looking at around 2000 calories, a 65% reduction is 700 calories. That's low, right? 700 calories. I mean, that's a dinner for me. But maybe 1400. 1300, 1200, 
eleven hundred, a thousand. Add three hundred, three hundred onto that. Change my diet a little bit. Maybe I could adhere to that for the time needed, if I wanted to. But that would be for me and my choice. So to finish with, I think we need to get out of our own ways. Um, I appreciate the irony in my comment, but stop taking like nutrition advice of people without any kind of further education. Like antidote, antidotal evidence is amazing, right? My friend said this, my friend done that. This happened to somebody I know, this happened to me, right? Just, be, just because it's happened to a other person doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. You know, I was going to wrap it up. But just imagine, just imagine if someone drove a Ford, right? And the wheel fell off. Like, no harm's done, but a wheel falls off. Is And they put that story on social media. I've driven my car and my wheel's fallen off. Uh, it's not great advertisement for Ford. But uh, nonetheless, I don't think that's going to stop everybody else in the world buying a Ford. A few people might look at it and might have a second thought. Oh, you know, Sandra's will fell off the other day and she had a Ford. You know, wheels could fall off any car. Looking at the analogy like that, you know, any diet could cause a problem. We could pick holes in any diet. You know, you name one we can pick a hole in it long-term energy restriction we could pick holes in it it's long-term people aren't going to stick to it long-term people will get bored they'll go back to doing what they were doing is what we don't want them to do very low calorie diets it's too quick people won't form behavioral change maybe they'll take pride in their appearance and they will stick to it longer forever maybe they'll make change Maybe some people who are talking about it don't know what they're talking about and don't like it, so they think it's evil. And the same said about a lot of other diets. People maybe don't understand the principle behind and what they're supposed to be. They listen to the zealots too much. But nonetheless, I'll leave you with that. Um, thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. It was a bit of a ranty podcast. It's something that's been in back of my mind for a while could have made a few better notes for it so but stressed me out a little bit you know it's not for everyone and it's not ideal and it's not perfect but if you've got to this point and you've disagreed with everything i've said inbox me inbox me your perfect diet we'll jump on a podcast and we can talk about your perfect diet the one that is right for everybody And we'll go from there. Either way, until that point, have a lovely day, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening. And thank you very much. Cheerio. Bye.